Welcome to Designing Success from Study to Studio. I'm your host, Rhiannon Lee, founder of the Oleander and Finch Design Studio. I've lived the transformation from study to studio and then stripped it bare and wrote down the framework so you don't have to overthink it. In this podcast, you could expect real talk with industry friends, community, connection, and actionable tips to help you conquer whatever's holding you back. Now let's get designing your own success. I'm out in the studio this morning. I have a very inflamed throat, so I'm sorry if I sound a little bit croaky, but I still want to bring you this podcast episode this week. I'm excited to get talking about objectivity within your business and how to look at every little thing that you do just more objectively and not so much with the emotional connection that we have to our small businesses because, of course, we birth them, we nurture them, we are so, so close to them that sometimes it's really hard to rise above, turn around, look back and make decisions without emotion. Before I get into it, I will just update you. The framework doors are still open until the end of the month. However, because I have chosen to take in a limited capacity, I think there are around three spots left at time of recording. If you have any interest at all in joining us for weekly mentorship, group chats, all of the documents and templates for your business and systems and automations and marketing and client attraction and all that kind of stuff, please drop into my DMs at oleander underscore and underscore finch or check out the course on www www.oleanderandfinch.com. Today's topic I feel is actually really important. It is a learned skill to be able to disconnect our egos from our business and understand, for example, when something doesn't land in your business, when you try something and it doesn't work, but that is not a direct reflection on your own self-worth. That is about the discovery and trial and error that is necessary to run a small business. You have to try heaps of things. You'll try something in marketing and it just will not land and you'll think oh how do I tweak the messaging how do I show the value how do there's more deep work that needs to happen but that is not when you try it once and it doesn't work that is not oh you're a terrible person or you've tried it it didn't work it's because of you and who you are there's a spiral that we can go down sometimes and it's really important to have a skill where you can step back from spiraling look at it objectively and say no no here's what I'm going to try next here's what I'm going to try differently and then I'll come back to center and see if it worked because we did create these businesses we are so incredibly close to them and that objectivity is so hard it's hard for everybody I think that we definitely have blind spots that we're just unable to dig right into sometimes in the moment so Often I can think about things I've done in my business in year one or year two and think about how I might do them differently or think about when I bring more CEO energy to my life as I do now, how I would have approached that in a different way because at the time I was still in a very emotional, vulnerable and maybe not naive but like in the early stages so possibly just didn't really understand how to put that objectivity hat on and how to do what was necessary for my business as opposed to feel upset or offended that something didn't work when I put in so much effort. When you're still in that zone when your ego is quite heavily attached to your business it's really easy to put too much importance on the success or failure of just anything that we try just something simple and all of a sudden it blows out of proportion because you feel like that didn't work and it's because of me etc. I look at it this way if I was an employee of Oleander and Finch Interior Design and my boss said I want you to action 100 leads this week and just make connections. Let me know if you spark any conversions. Tell me about the leads. Are they hot? Are they warm? Are they cold? Like, I want you to go off and explore all of this and report back to me. Um, I would 
absolutely not feel like this was cold calling. I would just probably blindly be like, yep, no worries, boss. I'll get a list together and then I'll go and action it and then I'll report back in next week's meeting. And I wouldn't even think about it. Likewise, if I had a marketing activation or if I was running a workshop or something new I was trying and it didn't produce any results or the results I'd hoped for, I would present it back to my colleagues and CEO in a postmortem in a very matter-of-fact way with takeaways, learnings for next time, reports about what we're going to change. So the next time something stretches you a little, maybe just ask yourself, what would you do if you were just a clock-in and clock-out employee of this business rather than the business owner? Would you just jump on camera and tell it like it is because your boss had said to you, hey, um, lead, uh, sales are down, this is down, we need to work on things, we want to build a know, like and trust with our clients. So your job now is to show up on stories twice a week and see if you can change that result and report back to me in 30 days and let me know if it was better or worse when you jumped on camera. So that's quite a CEO question to ask, but, and as the employee, you'd be like, okay, I can do this. Even if I'm stretched, even if I'm out of my comfort zone, even if I don't like it, you're like, well, I want to keep my job and it's now part of my KPI. So I'm just going to do it. And I guess we just need to think about that from our own business perspective, because it is part of your job building that know, like, and trust with potential clients. And I feel like so many people in the first two to three years specifically avoid that. They don't want to show up on camera and they just, you know, no one's coming in to rescue you. Everything you do in your business, you need to do for yourself. And if you can't see yourself as the person responsible for driving that result, then this objectivity podcast is for you. Whenever I'm reviewing the success or not so much success of something or whether to proceed with an idea, I always like to pitch a P&L meeting I used to have every Monday morning in my corporate job where the head of each department would attend. And I think these meetings, they kicked off at like nine and they would run till sometimes 12.30, depending on how much, I guess, argy-bargy there was inside and how much people were contesting other people's ideas and, and how much we needed to come together as a team and find a solution. So every Monday morning, this P&L meeting in my corporate job, we would have the head of every department attend. So the marketing manager would be there. They would be proposing the next campaign. We'd all troubleshoot the blind spots or... The product manager might talk about a launch and then we would discuss the messaging to front of house staff or the head of sales would reflect on every single uh, state of Australia and their conversions and the likelihood that they'll meet budget and their outcomes for each individual store. The CEO was always present and would often chime in to challenge what was being presented and just ensure that it aligned with the current goals and future goals and success of the overall business and what we're trying to achieve. Now that I run my own business, I am every single one of these departments. So sometimes it helps to pretend that that you're actually someone from HR asking, does this task support your lifestyle or will it burn you out? So that's that being objective about it. Or if you are trying something from marketing, like is this really the best place we could put this marketing budget in terms of the activation that we're going to do or in terms of whatever it is that we want to get out of this is putting it all in paid advertising, the smartest thing to do right now when you don't have a big marketing budget, for example. You think it might be better to use that budget and to collaborate with somebody who has a larger audience and pay them for their time to come into a free webinar. I am just brainstorming some things here, but actually sitting down and and thinking like that Monday morning meeting, how do I address each and every decision that I'm going to be making for this week in my business 
as though I were the head of each of these departments and challenge because nobody challenges you when you're sitting in your studio on your own. It's sort of like, is that a good idea, Rianne? Yeah, it's a great idea. Let's roll with it because it's your idea. You're going to think it's the best one. But learning to sit back and say, well, hang on, we've only got X amount of budget for this quarter. Do you want to spend it all in this one activation of this one thing? Is this the right thing to drive the result that I want in this outcome? No way am I proposing that you have an imaginary mad hatter tea party and you put on all the hats and pretend to be the commercial director and then the head of sales and then the IT guy and the HR. But I do like to propose this idea of this weekly P&L meeting because of the that's my lived experience and that's a meeting that we did all of these things and had all of this CEO energy and made all these questions and nothing was just a given. You couldn't bring something to that meeting and it would just be greenlit and approved. It would always be challenged and you would always have to fight for your ideas and you would really have to think about what and how they would drive that result and how they work towards that greater goal. So I think it's worth sharing because if you can do this within your business, even on a quarterly basis, and really ask the hard questions, you're going to stop just letting every idea through the gates. There's an objectivity principle in business that caters for financial reporting. So it ensures that everything presented is based on evidential results and things that can be really solidly backed up. So there's no bias or opinions allowed. It is actually you must report the facts and the facts only. And that is a great way to approach certain things that we do in our business and just think, okay, well, if I take emotion out, if I take bias, if I take my excitement about launching this new product or doing this new thing, is this in fact where my energy should go? Because of the shiny object syndrome I've spoken about before, and because we want to do all the things all at once, it's something that comes up in the framework all the time where everyone's like, oh, I feel so overwhelmed because there's so much to do or I'm so excited because I have so much I want to do. This can help to look at the objectivity principle in business and say, okay, based on the evidence right now, what does my audience need? Based on if I could only present the evidence and not the emotional stuff or the things I'm excited about, where does my time and energy need to go right now? And this was honestly one of the biggest mindset shifts that happened in my own business was when when I started to question everything from the perspective of those multiple departments. So because you're everything from the commercial director all the way down to the mailroom, it was when I just started to think about it more objectively and from an outsider's view, that big shift started to happen inside of my business. Looking at things objectively can also really be helpful when we're measuring our results. So we pin a lot of hopes and emotion to everything that we do, obviously, and expectations can feel so emotional when it's your own business. So if you're launching a new service, for example, and you really hope that it will just spark some bookings, people will be like, oh, you know, you built a little bit of hype maybe in your marketing and you're, um, this is dropping, I'm telling you about this on Tuesday, and you tell people about Tuesday, crickets again. And that's emotional. That's hard. It's hard when you expect something to be, you you listen to podcasts and you read books and you see captions that say, my first launch was a six-figure launch or this took me uh, by surprise. I can't believe I made $42,000 in the first sharing of this new service or whatever. It's really hard out there. It is really, there's so many numbers being brandished about and they're often not numbers that you're going to see for the first year or two which can just make you feel like you're doing something wrong and you're not. It is 
everybody's idea of success is different that we talk about and everybody's ability to commit is different. 25-year-old me, when I was the most ambitious version of myself and I was working in this corporate job and I, you know, I had a fur baby, which I thought was like as hard as looking after a real baby. Newsflash, it isn't. And I was super ambitious and I was at out every night of the week networking and I was very very all about my professionalism and my professional growth and personal development and in the world of today because obviously that was almost 20 years ago if it were now it would absolutely be me talking about how I've made six figures in six months and I can help you too but it isn't me I'm in a different season of my life and my maturity shows up in a different way and I don't want that for my family and I don't want that for my kids it's just different it's not wrong the other way is not wrong my way is not wrong we just have different ideas about what it feels like and what it looks like to be running a successful business having said that that's obviously going to feed into that emotional response that we have when something that you release doesn't have a fifty thousand dollar launch and you sort of go oh okay what does that mean for me and This is absolutely where you jump in and say, okay, well, what did you do in the launch? Great. It was $12,000 or whatever. Cool. That's a five-figure launch. Try to spin it. I don't know if any of you have recently seen on TikTok um, or I'm not even sure if it was on TikTok, Girl Maths, which is just the art of justifying everything that you spend. I have been a long-term all my life guilty of this, like justifying everything and sort of saying, if you divide it by the amount of times that I wear it based on la la la, then actually it only cost me $2.80 when in fact the item is $650. So big fan of it. But you can do that within your business as well about just looking at that $12,000 and spinning it in a way that helps you feel more positive about it. So even if that's Even if that result is not like a $12,000 result, perhaps it's that one person reached out to get inquiry about that new offer, but nobody actually put a deposit down. And we look at the positives, if we can, to help support the emotional response that you're having and be like, look, could have had no response. This will build. One person helps me to test the answers to my frequently asked questions or the questions that they're asking. And then I know that they have hesitations because they don't understand when the weekly calls are within our course or whatever. So I can go out to a broader audience and address that problem and use it as a positive experience to gather the information that I need to help my audience understand why this product is for them. Something like that. So we can review it with objectivity and it doesn't feel so raw and so connected to our egos and our emotions. If we take it back again and imagine that that result is all that happened, somebody asked a question and you were back in that P&L meeting, you would just simply explain that the audience needs clear messaging and you need to work on that. And we need to work on warming up and helping them to understand the offer and committing to showing up in stories and building trust. And you would build a plan from there to explain to the CEO how we're going to make this viable, the spend that we already did or the action we already took that didn't work, how we are then going to reassess that and make that a building block and step one in the framework for success. So we are just going to say, okay, it didn't work. However, it did allow us to see what doesn't work. So all that trial and error that we need to do in business and postmortems and reports on everything that you do are really important. I know we always say we're too busy or we don't have time, but honestly, when I look at the way that I launch the framework, for example, 
each time. I have a huge database in Notion where I store every story that I share, every post that I share, every email that goes out, the results, the click-through rates, the open rates, what resonated, what didn't, and every single time I learn. And that post-mortem, I absolutely take a half a day to look through everything. How can I improve next time? How can I explain the actual value? How can I take what the students know inside of the course and show the people on the outside of the course? I think about it like the soft like the egg inside of the shell. Everybody who comes into my business world is on the other side of the shell and all the frameworkers are on the inside. And how do I explain the change in texture, the change in environment, the change in everything to people who stand outside of the shell from inside? That's a terrible analogy. I am a little bit unwell, you know that. (laughs) But I hope that you can sort of pick up on what I'm saying there in terms of it's my responsibility to explain what it's like inside the egg to people who can't possibly know that because they're standing outside of the shell, either holding the egg or I don't know what these people are doing, just making it up. It's one of the reasons I really love working like private coaching with the Coach in Your Pocket service so much because there's heaps of light bulb movements over the two weeks together because I get to come into the business like I'm in a drone and I'm above it and I'm looking down on it and I'm really objective. I'm not emotionally attached at all. So if something isn't working, I'm like, I think you should just get rid of that. When was the last time anyone clicked on that on your website? What's the traffic like? When was the last time you spoke about it? Is this serving your idea, like your end goal? Is this something that you absolutely lights you up that you love doing because you haven't mentioned it once in the pre-work that I said to you before the coaching fortnight that we've had together. So having someone just come in and look at it from above your business will kind of push you to make the right commercial decisions, even if that feels a little bit uncomfortable emotionally because everything, all growth feels uncomfortable and everything good that you do can feel like that because we're doing scary new things that you've never done before. And that comes with doubt and fear. It's just a package deal. You can't get around it. But it is nice to have someone come in and look from above and say, this can go, this can stay, you should elaborate on this, the messaging needs to be clear on this, this I think we could work on, this should be the cornerstone of our marketing, what are your content pillars, like just asking the questions that you maybe forgot to ask yourself or you're not quite yet at the point where, where you can put that CEO hat on clearly and capably. This week inside of the framework chat app, I've actually challenged the girls, I've paired them up, paired each frameworker into groups of two and challenged them to spend 35 minutes brainstorming or mind mapping some marketing ideas for the other person's business. And this is because it's practicing looking at businesses in an objective way because when we're in our own, you can spend 35 minutes just trolling through reels looking for a trending audio or something that matches what you want to talk about. And it's such wasted time and we get so stuck in our own heads sometimes. So hopefully this is a way to cut through all of that. And I find like if I look at somebody else's business for and like I have half an hour to mind map and brainstorm as many marketing ideas as possible, I would easily be able to pinpoint their USP, what's great about them, what's great about their style in a way that I just always can't do for myself. Uh, and I think that will be evident in what comes out for the frameworkers too. So if you don't have a strong community or course that you're part of, you could still pair up with a business bestie and just see if they want to swap efforts for half an hour this week. You'd be so surprised what an objective eye can mind map and brain dump for you in half an hour. 
This is also a great actionable thing that you can do even once a fortnight, asking someone that you're close to on Instagram or in the real world that also runs a small business if they would be happy to jump on a 30 to 40 minute Zoom call and challenge each other a little bit. Be a little bit objective. Be Maybe you don't have the acquired skill set yet to put that CEO hat on, you're just working on it, but you want to say to them, I really want you to push me from an accountability perspective, but I also want you to help me get better at questioning these decisions and get better at even looking at them objectively. So the aim for you across a quarter, once a month, three times in one quarter, you're going to get together and you're just going to challenge the crap out of everything that's coming up for each of you and each of your business. And it's going to help you see things more objectively. So the takeaway from today's podcast episode would be the new addition to your tool belt of simply the practice of asking yourself if you would care if you were asked to do this task by a boss or if you would just get it done. Or if the decision that you're making, if the CEO of the business wasn't you, would you make that same decision? Would you propose that that is the way that we go, that is the direction that we take in that very next invisible hypothetical meeting Or would you support it if somebody else put it forward in that meeting? If the commercial director said you wanted to do this, is that a decision you would support? So this is the best baby step towards full CEO energy in your business. But being aware, awareness is key, isn't it? It's our first step towards being able to craft a solution and implement that solution within our business. So that is where I will leave you today. I hope you all put on some hype music, get your big energy on and think about it more from a outsider's perspective than you do from the person sitting in it stuck feeling overworked feeling overwhelmed feeling like there's a million tasks and not really sure how to move forward thanks for tuning in to another episode of designing success from study to studio i haven't asked for a little while but if you are enjoying what i'm putting out there if you're finding these practical actionable tips for small business in interior design helpful in any way i would absolutely love it if you could go over it rate review or subscribe i can see heaps of you are listening to this but not as many people have clicked the like plus button to follow along that really helps me grow and all i want to do is help more and more designers as they come into the industry feel less and less alone and really have some guidance around what they can work on and how they can approach things. So if you don't mind, I would love for you to leave a review. Let me know what you're thinking. I do read all of them or click the plus sign so you can follow along. I'll see you next week. 